I'm so excited that Jamie is actually going to be bringing us the word this morning. Um, when we were, which is really funny when I think about it, when I was in, I guess when we were in the 11th grade, we went on this thing called Ministry Quest. I don't know how many years ago that was. Um, so I had no idea. This is Ministry Quest is, it was like a, a training ground for youth to get into ministry. Um, and I was all the way in Saskatchewan. Jamie was here and we met in Fresno. Yeah. At Ministry Quest right. in grade 11. And who would have thought that we would be up here t- today and doing ministry together? I think it is a really so beautiful cool. thing. So I'm just going to pray for you, and then you've got the stage. Um, so, Lord, I just want to thank you so much for Jamie. I want to thank you for who she is. I want to thank you for her excitement and her joy and her love that she has for you. And I know that, that all this joy and this love that she's experienced will come out in her words this morning. So, God, I just pray that through all of her words, that Lord, that you speak. I know that we can say so many words, but all it takes is for you to say one uh, to change the hearts of people. And I just pray that you use her words. Uh, Yeah, and that we get to hear this excitement and this love that Jesus has. So God, thank you for Jamie. Thank you for who she is and the word that she's going to bring us this morning. Amen. Amen. And if you are in junior high, grades six to eight, you're going to join me in junior high conversations for games and a talk. Jamie, it's all yours. All right. Good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Good. Spring is here. Amen. Can I get an amen? I, um, my body has responded a little bit uniquely this spring. <clears throat> um, <coughs> allergies. <clears throat> so if I seem unbelievably overwhelmed with how profound my message is this morning, it might not be my message if you catch my drift. <laughs> So thank you for your grace. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of amen, um, some of you who know me know how much I love to encourage other people. And I would openly, uh, here's here's your official invitation to encourage me this morning as I bring the word of God um, with agreeing with things like that. Amen. Mm -hmm. We can practice that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't know if that one might happen, maybe not, but uh, <laughs> feel free to engage with me as, uh, as we dig into the word this morning together. And actually, it's mutually beneficial because when we engage like that, um, it actually um, it helps us learn and it helps us connect and remember things a little bit more. So mutually beneficial. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jamie. I've attended this church for almost two decades. Wow. Um, and I, um, I love this church. I love this body. I have, I've been raised here. I've been raised by many of you. It takes a village. Can I get an amen for that? <laughs> and I'm so glad that so many of you have been a part of this village for me. I'm so grateful to be here and so excited. So excited this morning. Let's, um, let's read together Psalm 23 as we've been in this series I will be wrapping up the final week this morning, but let's, uh, let's read this together. We'll read all of Psalm 23 together again, and then as we finish, I'll have you uh, just close your eyes, and I want you to listen. I'm going to read the portion that we're going to dig into today. Um, I'm just going to read that over you, and I want you to just um, rest and absorb as much as you can the words, um, but let's start together. Starting at the beginning. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Hold on one second. Pause. 
Um, feel free to emphasize the words that stand out to you, because I, I always love doing that, so let's do that. All right, let's start again from the top. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the valley, mm -hmm, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. How many of you have been on a sports team before? Oh, wow. So many athletic people. How many of you have ever won, thing in, won something in sports? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> when I was thinking of in the presence of my enemies, I thought, wow, you know what? Um, I, wonder, I wondered at first, why, why the presence of my enemies and why not you know, in the presence of my family and people I love, or we're having a good time and laughing. And, but, you know, there's something special and unique, unique about standing in a line with your volleyball team once you've won city finals and you bend down to receive your gold medal. I always have to bend down. For some reason, the guy giving the medal is always really short. Um, and so... You bend down, receive your gold medal, and I don't know, there's just, you know that sweetness where you look across, it's not like, you're not going to like rub it in their face, like, na, 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 boo, boo. but there's this sweetness about, wow, I am standing here with this gold medal, and this redhead that can run as fast as lightning is over here, and she got second place, and this, uh, <laughs> this beautiful girl who has got black curly hair and she's four inches taller than me uh, and I just wanted to beat her so bad. Um, I also beat her uh, and got to go head to head with her a little bit. Whether it's basketball, volleyball, whatever, whatever sport you play, there, would you agree that there's a uniqueness as you stand um, in the place of victory with people who have been defeated? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was thinking about this word, enemy. That was the first kind of thing that popped into my mind. I would say a very surface-level parallel. <laughs> um, but it is interesting how in our culture there are, there are certain enemies that um, maybe we don't always see as enemies, um, certain lies that we might be believing, maybe pride, um, 
pornography, maybe um, debt. There's certain things where um, this picture, as we imagine the Lord preparing a table for us in the presence of our enemies, how there's certain things in life that we will overcome. Some we've already overcome, some we have not yet overcome. Um, but he'll give us what we need in the future. There's, there's, there's this picture of, wow, this word table. Um, let's say shulchan together. Shulchan. That word table is often used um, for, or it's also translated as feast a few times as well, um, for at the king's table used for private or sacred uses. And so this king's table used for private and sacred uses, uh, the word prepare as well, is a very intentional word. It's um, to order, to ordain, to, to, to set place with intention is, is my best summary of all of the definitions of this word. But to so specifically and beautifully, carefully ordain and prepare a table or a feast in the presence of our enemies. Some of us in this room have um, fled a war zone, and your enemies are, are going to be different than some of the rest of us. But nevertheless, whatever enemies we find that we're facing, there's this beautiful picture in this passage of, of winning and how in this place of this gorgeous table, so specifically prepared by the Lord, set aside how his unhindered favor is lavished on us in the presence of our enemies. It reminds me of um, how Satan is crushed underneath our feet, and it sort of, it, it brings to mind a picture of not just stepped on, but sort of stepped on and then maybe rubbed in a little bit. Would you agree? <laughs> I, um, for, for some of you who don't know, I've worked in aviation for a couple years. And um, it's funny because as you, if you say something like unruly guests to me, I'm probably going to hear something different than uh, someone else standing beside me who hasn't been in that world before, right? So when I hear unruly guests... Um, I instantly <laughs> think of scenarios where I've diffused situations in sometimes very interesting ways. I, um, I'm always quick to ask the Lord what this person needs and um, how to best go about the situation with what's happened in their day, with what's going on in their life, the things that I can't see because he can. And um, it's, it's interesting how because I've been in that world, there's certain things that I will, I'll understand at a different level than if I didn't work in that world. So like the same for you and your job, if somebody says something to you that affects you know, your world, your career, the, the place that you're at um, in work, you're going to hear that probably someone, hear it differently than someone who's not in that industry, right? Would you agree? Yeah, so as we continue on through this passage, um, I'd invite you to step into with me the mindset of a shepherd as, as he... David is the one who is writing this, and we'll dig into this a little bit, um, but I want, you to, I want you to think about 
and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll walk us through some things about how to, how to do that as the passage continues. Um, I sort of, I didn't really share any unruly guest stories. I probably won't get into too much detail, but for those of you, I see some eyebrows. I didn't really tell a story there. Is anyone interested? Should we just move on? Ah! <laughs> uh, so one time I had a gentleman who was, um, he was, he was just, um, he was using his words in a very inappropriate way towards my, uh, my lead flight attendant, and it was very aggressive in his language, and, uh, and I, got to, I got to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, how, how, how can I go about this situation? Because this is not okay, and actually, we don't tolerate this kind of language around here. So um, I, got to, I got to, oh my gosh, my heart is beating a little bit more. I feel myself entering into, excuse me, sir, <laughs> flight attendant mode. <laughs> Uh, which doesn't come out very often, but sometimes it's necessary. You know what I mean? Especially depending on various levels of alcohol that have been consumed. So uh, I just I had a gentleman where we uh, we had we exchanged some words, and he was he was being quite aggressive towards my flight attendant. And I just said, you know what, sir? Um, I actually need you to sit down. I need you to sit down right now. Yep, yeah, right now. And he's like. And uh, I just, I explained to him about Transport Canada regulations and I said, you know, it would be great if you could comply with the Transport Canada regulations because if not, unfortunately, we will need to remove you from this aircraft, which I would hate to have happen. So here's some of our options and all these other things. Um, but yeah, just all this to say, all this to say, when I, when I think of um, unruly guests, for example, um, I'm probably going to be thinking of things that would be different than, let's say, someone working in a bar, right? There's probably going to be fists thrown, where thankfully that was never my experience. Bless the Lord. <laughs> so let's say this together. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. Anointing, what does that even mean? That's something we don't really do as much in our culture anymore, is it? It's not, a, it's not a very regular thing, but actually anointing um, back in, uh, in the Eastern world at this time was, was done a lot in a lot of different scenarios. So there was anointing for uh, the healing of the sick. We see in Mark 6, I believe, how uh, the disciples cast out um, many demons and um, they anointed the sick and many were healed. There's... Um, there's actually a lot of times when, when a guest would come to someone's home, the host, the head of the household, would anoint the guest as they entered into their home as a sign of honor and respect. And, and um, I was reading a documentary of this one gentleman who experienced something like this as, um, it was you know, a couple hundred years after Jesus was alive, but um, the customs and traditions had continued. And so he entered into a home and he was presented with a cup. And the, the head of the household came and filled the cup with wine until it overflowed. And it was this beautiful, powerful picture after he was anointed um, with oil of, as long as you're in my house, my resources are yours. You will not be in lack. Your cup will be overflow with blessing and with joy. And sort of this, as long as we're in relationship, as long as we're doing well, no harm will come to you, not on my watch, that kind of a thing. So there's that. There was, um, 
there's a spiritual kind of anointing that we read about, being anointed by the Holy Spirit in the Word, as well as a very official anointing that would happen with the coronation of kings. And when Solomon, for example, became king, he was anointed by a priest and a prophet. And um, this was a very... It was a very common thing, not to decrease the significance or value of it, um, but certainly a lot more common than what we would experience today, right? Um, but it happened in a lot of different contexts in ways that we would honor and respect people in different ways now. So just to, to build that bridge here. Um, it's very interesting with the coronation of kings the anointing of oil would often happen. I thought this was a bit of a fun fact. The anointing of oil would happen sometimes with, um, if there was ever a time where there could be, op- there could be a dispute of someone's royalty, or there could be, um, there was a potential for, you know, oh, this person isn't really king, or something like that, especially if there was a, a break in the family lineage of rulers, that is often when anointing with oil was necessary because that was the seal of, yes, this is indeed the king. There's no messing with this. This is the final say sort of a thing. Um, And it was, of course, used, the anointing with oil in the coronation of kings, um, not just in that sense, but especially in that sense. So it's almost like, oh, wow, if there was any doubt, they would be able to look, oh, there is the anointing of oil, and there's no, there's no messing with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. So it's very interesting because not only do we look at this passage, you honor me by anointing my head with oil, as, wow, what? What does that mean for for us to be anointed with oil? Where, um, actually, the the context here defines the significance of it, right? So let's say if we have if we have two boys, they're uh, they're playing in the forest and they're you know one grabs a stick and you know he says kneel to his other brother or friend and he uh, he says I knight you. King of the forest. That's fun. That's amazing. Great. Boys having fun. Good job. Um, But in that context, that's not going to be significant, right? However, if that same boy who's kneeling and getting knighted with a stick, if he was called to the queen's palace and was knighted by the queen, that context tells us there's a lot more significance because of the context here, right? That makes sense? So as we look at this first, not only um, as the sheep are we getting anointed with oil, but the beginning of a verse, it says, you, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. So there's this piece of, um, as, we, as we've looked through the passage at the very beginning, sort of a, a zoom out here, if we look at the beginning, the Lord is my shepherd, he, lots of other things, and, and then transitioning into you, this out of this personal relationship with God, out of this, I'm speaking to you because, 
we are communing, we're talking, we're doing life together, we're being. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. Wow, the you in this verse is the king of kings. The king of kings is honoring us by anointing our heads with oil. Huh. Interesting. It's also interesting because uh, what do kings do? They govern and they reign, right? So in Genesis 1, we read the first ever recorded thing that, that God says to Adam and Eve after they've been created is be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish of the sea, birds of the sky, and animals that scurry along the ground. So it's interesting how, wow, it's like, I know, I know in my head, we've been given all authority to cast out demons, cleanse the leopards, heal the sick, la la la, yes, wow, what another beautiful power example, powerful example of how the Lord equips us with what he's calling us to do. He anoints us and he says, actually beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's no, there's no question. I will be anointing you, I will anoint you with oil there's no disputes that can be made against this seal. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. Okay. Let's take a step into the mind of a shepherd again. And as we do that, there's certain layers of this part of the verse that, that I think are such a revealing of our value that we can't afford to miss. Let's take a look at this. So as a shepherd, um, shepherds actually, I, I was looking into this. I, I've heard this a few times over the last couple of months, and I looked into, it, looked into this a lot. Um, but shepherds, just in their, in their normal day-to-day, -day, they will pour oil over their sheep's heads to stop bugs from laying eggs in their nose and going into their brains. Okay, that's kind of gross. But all this to say, um, I, was, I was reading about the effects of, uh, of, of the poor sheep who did not get his head poured, uh, who he, don't, he didn't get oil poured on his head. And of course, it says um, intense irritation Will, um, will affect the sheep. And actually, when the sheep undergoes this unfortunate process, um, the sheep will like slam his head against rocks, trying to get some kind of relief from these things that are squiggling around in his brain. Bah! Okay, first of all, that's gross. Um, and it's quite obvious that there's something wrong there. But how many of you know, sometimes it's even more dangerous when it's not obvious that something's wrong. Because when we're deceived, we don't, all, we don't know what we don't know. So how can we get rid of it? Sometimes the lies that the enemy places that works its way into our brains, sometimes we don't always see that. It's not always as obvious. But guess what? As, as a shepherd writing this, David, I think David would have had to 
had multiple meanings to this part of the verse where actually you anoint my head with oil. There is this honoring. There is this seal. There is this equipping of, um, of equipping of what he's called us to do. And also, wow, you anoint my head with oil in a way that does not allow things to crawl into my brain that don't belong there. What kind of lies do we believe sometimes that crawl their way into our brains that don't belong there? Wow, what does it look like to be anointed with oil from the good shepherd who will allow us to be constantly renewed The renewing of our minds is something that he calls us to do. It's something we need to do, but it's also something that he helps us with. You know, at the beginning, it says he leads me. He doesn't just say, hey, there's the still waters. Go over there. (laughs) He leads me. He anoints my head with oil. He empowers me with all that I need to walk forward in life in fullness. Hmm. Another fun fact about shepherds. Hmm. When they... (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm excited about this one, as you can see. (laughs) A little more excited than I thought. Um, As shepherds will pour oil over their sheep's heads, one thing that sheep will do in their, um, I don't know, not stupidity necessarily, but in their sheep-like ways, let's say, is they'll headbutt each other to gain status within the flock. Not really sure why, um, but hey, they do it. They're animals, that's what they do. However, lots of times, when these sheep butt heads with each other, they cause serious damage to each other, and some of it can actually be life-threatening. So what the shepherd will do is he will pour oil over their heads so that literally when they find themselves in a situation, when they are headbutting against another sheep, they'll slip off (laughs) and just kind of be in a daze, but no serious harm will be done. Wow. Oh, Lord, thank you for helping us with people we butt heads with. He actually does that for us. He's like, oh, you silly sheep. Don't do that. Okay, you're still going to do that. Okay, well, here, have some oil. This will hurt less. (laughs) This will have less detrimental uh, factors for you. How gracious is he to us? You honor me by anointing my head with oil. This is one of my favorite parts of this section that we're doing here today. And... um, and so I've, I've titled it Anointed by a King in, in honor of this portion of the verse. Matt, do you guys remember that one sermon that Matt had three amazing titles? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Matt's like, well, I've got three amazing titles for you, so uh, I couldn't pick. I'm just going to share them all. I, uh, I have found that same struggle as I was trying to title my message. I was like, he's not kidding. It's so hard to find a great, all-encompassing title. <laughs> so what I've done is I've just titled in honor of this portion of the scripture. Does that work for everyone? 
Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm not as, uh, as, as skilled at this as you are quite yet. So, but anyway, step one, right? Got to start somewhere. <laughs> thanks, team. Oh, thanks, team. <laughs> All right, let's read the next part here. Surely, nope, surely goodness will come. Yes, amen. But let's go back a little bit. My cup overflows with blessings. Let's say that together. That's beautiful. My cup overflows with blessings. Wow. Let's say that like we mean it. My cup overflows with blessings. Let's say that one more time. My cup overflows with blessings. Does it astound you sometimes at how good God is? Like he didn't have to be good, but he chose to be. My cup overflows with blessings. My cup that is being filled with wine is overflowing. I will lack nothing. My cup overflows with blessings. Blessings, plural, also. Notice that. I was like, oh, thank you, God. Hmm. What's our response to that? Right? Thankfulness. Yes. Thankfulness. Do you guys remember the story of the 10 lepers who got healed? And one of them came back and and thanked Jesus for his healing. And Jesus said, were not 10 of you healed? Huh. I do not want to be one of those. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> I, uh, man... I think that thankfulness is such a huge key to the renewing of our minds and that when we choose to be thankful and focus on what God is doing rather than what he's not, everything changes. Everything changes. Did you know that in your brain, as humans, we constantly look for scenarios and examples that will prove what we already believe is true. So if I walk around thinking that nobody likes me, oh, I could do a whole day with not even hearing all of the positive things that have been said towards me, and I actually will only be looking for, oh, that person didn't look at me, that person didn't affirm me, that person didn't. Like that's what I'll notice because I actually our brains are wired to look for affirmation of what we already believe to be true. So if we are one of the most thankful people, groups of people, what if we were the most thankful church? Our brains are going to be looking for affirmation of what we already believe to be true. If we believe that our cup overflows with blessings and our response is thankfulness, wow, thank you, God. But you are healing me from my allergies. Amen. Bless the Lord. I already sneezed once. What? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> wow, thankfulness. It's such a game changer. It's such a game changer. And also, you know how like sometimes you can get on a roll with stuff? Thankfulness is like that. It has the snowball effect where even if you're like, okay, literally everything is going interesting today. <clears throat> well, it's not snowing. <laughs> Bless the Lord, it's not snowing. 
you know what? That is amazing. That's really amazing. It's not snowing. And then you can be like, you know what? It's not even raining. What? Oh, wow. The sun is shining. The tank is clean. <laughs> For any uh, Disney reference people there. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> wow. Thankfulness has such a snowball effect. That's crazy. Um, yeah, thankfulness. What are you thankful for today? What are you thankful for today? Let's just take a moment and just thank the Lord. God, thank you that it's not snowing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Surely, that is a certain known fact. Surely, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Wow, that is a good God right there. Hmm. The, uh, the word follow, surely goodness and unfailing love will follow me all the days of my life. That word is actually, it's, I could be off a little bit on my numbers, but I'm sure I'm quite close. Um, I believe that word has been translated as follow 20 times in the Bible and pursue 74 times in the Bible. So... It's interesting because we can look at this verse almost two different ways, right? Surely your goodness and unfailing love will follow me, like following me, like, oh, like rose petals, just following me everywhere I go. <laughs> goodness, mercy, or goodness, unfailing love, so many different translations. Um, that's amazing, actually, because that points to the goodness of God in my life, right? That's incredible. People are like, Jamie, how come, or whatever your name is, insert name here, how come, how come like good stuff happens as a result of your life? Hello, that's the gospel right there. <laughs> Jesus making it happen. Wow. Okay. So it's like following us or there's this like, um, <laughs> surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me. That is different, but also awesome. <laughs> Pursuing me, pursuing me, pursuing me. That's like, that's like no matter where I go, I cannot get away from that. Because that's pursuing me. That is the God himself, Jesus, God, our good shepherd, pursuing us with goodness and unfailing love or goodness and mercy. How many of us live completely hmm, completely not concerned about our present circumstance because we are so sure that goodness and mercy are either following us or pursuing us or both? <laughs> wow. What would it look like to be so not concerned about our present circumstances because we were so sure that goodness and unfailing love or goodness and mercy 
will be following and or pursuing us, but maybe like a couple more times pursuing because of how many times that's been in the Bible. Pursuing us all the days of our lives. Wow. That's a good God right there. Can I get an amen? amen. Hmm. Also, can we just acknowledge the fact that all the days of my life, the days where I feel awesome, the days where I don't feel awesome, all the days of my life, every single day, all the days of my life, everybody say all. All, all, the, days. all the days. All the days. Life, all the days of my life. Literally all the days of my life. That is a big fat all. Every single day. Oh, every day. Every day that I wake up jumping out of bed. Woo! Ready for the day. Every day where I'm like, Lord, help me get out of bed. Literally every day. All the days of my life. His goodness and unfailing love pursues us. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Or I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Do you guys remember last week how Matt was talking about seasons? So I read from the perspective of a shepherd what he thinks as a shepherd this could mean. I found this to be so interesting. In the seasons, in the comings and goings, in the, in the, okay, the good shepherd is taking his sheep from this place to that place to um, up the mountains, in the valleys, all of the above, right? Like the seasons we talked about last week. He says that this is actually, it, it makes the most sense for this to be an all-encompassing reflection of the last year as a, sh as a sheep. And how actually um, the shepherd will take the flock into all these different seasons and under the care and management of this great shepherd, the sheep get to know his voice and they are so... They're so almost carefree by the end of it all in their confidence of the good shepherd because he has walked them through all these different seasons. He's, he's led them to these, these quiet waters and peaceful streams. He's let them lay down in green meadows. He's, he's brought them through in through the valley. He's still been faithful. Up at the mountaintop, he's been faithful. Through all of the different seasons, now, this shepherd's perspective, he says, now, through all of that, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Through all of this, we're now back at the ranch for the winter, after this season where this good shepherd has been so faithful in every way. And now we're back at the ranch. And now, he says, from a sheep's perspective, they just, they couldn't wish for anything better. Now that they're back home at the ranch for that season, for the winter season, 
they get to dwell at the house of the Lord. Not at the house, in the house of the Lord. Wow. So they get to come all the way, all the way through all of these things, all the way back, and they get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a powerful picture and way to sort of bring it all in. You know what I mean? I thought that was so unique. What do you think? Yeah. So let's just take a zoom out again as we look at as we look at this passage. I want you to look at this verse and and ask the Lord, Lord, where am I right now? Because as Matt was sharing last week, life is seasons and it's constantly it's we're constantly moving in seasons and, and going through change. Where you are right now probably isn't where you're going to be in six months or five years from now. Let's just look at this and allow the Holy Spirit to highlight. what he has for us each individually. You can feel free to look at the screen or close your eyes. I'm just going to read this once more. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to invite the worship team up. Let's just take another moment just to let the Lord speak to us right now for what he has for us in this moment. Whether you feel like you're in a place of abundance, whether you're in a season of rest, whether you are in the process of Him renewing your strength, 
Maybe you're getting to choose righteousness and it's a little bit harder than usual right now. Maybe you're walking through the darkest valley. But as we've talked about in previous weeks, you're not laying down. You're not laying down there. You're walking through. And he's right beside. Maybe you're winning. Maybe he's preparing a feast for you in the presence of your enemies. Maybe you are just feeling that seal of approval with the anointing of oil on your head, the approval of the Father. Where he's encouraging and challenging you on and forward to go further in this undenying way. life is just so good right now and you are feeling like your cup overflows with blessings wow what does thankfulness look like for you in this season Jesus, we thank you that you are our ever-present help in time of trouble. And thank you that through all of these different seasons, God, you are our good shepherd. Thank you, God, that we get to be in the care of such a caring master. Thank you that you pick us up when we get knocked down and have our legs flailing up in the air and we can't get back up on our own. Thank you that you know exactly what we need to be refreshed. Thank you that you make us strong because you renew our strength. You don't just give us enough to just barely get by, to just survive to just survive the day or the week, but you give us so much more. You strengthen our beings. Thank you, God, that we get to live in your house forever. And this morning, if you if you want that, if you want to live in the house of the Lord forever, and that's some, not something that you've, you've dedicated your life to yet, Jesus, the good shepherd, I want to give you an opportunity for that this morning. He loves you. He's so good. He is pursuing you. And if you want to give your life to the Lord this morning, we've got prayer team who's going to come down here, come and pray with someone. just want to take another minute here and I feel it's most appropriate to end in thankfulness as we wrap up this series and so let's just pray together let's pray out loud um, just put thankfulness on your lips for the next minute or two let's end off in thankfulness thank you God for your goodness 
Thank you for who you are to us, Jesus. Thank you that you are the good shepherd. Thank you that you never fail us. God, thank you for your, your masterpieces. God, we thank you that, that you know exactly what we need to be refreshed. Yeah, just put thankfulness on your lips. Just out loud right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just for a little bit longer. Let's say this together. God, you are good. Let's say this together. Thank you that you are a good shepherd. We acknowledge you and the goodness and the blessings that you gave to us. We are so thankful. We love you, Jesus. Jesus.